0: Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you all doing? Great. That's just one person. How's everybody doing? Great. Good, 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 good. Well, Tuesday, November 6th is coming up. And as everybody knows, Tuesday, November 6th is? Election Day. And how many of us have voted already for the November 6th election? Okay. That's some early voters. And for those who didn't raise their hands, do we plan on voting? Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm 27 years old, actually I'm 28 years old, but I'm here standing in front of you today and admitting that in the last presidential election, I, Julian Leonard, did not cast my vote. Now let's take it back a little bit because I see some people shaking their heads, and you know. The first time I was able to vote was in 2008, 2008 presidential election, which was monumental in changing the landscape, changing the future of what it takes to be a president and once again I voted in 2012 and in many local elections in between but in the midst of all that I was in college I moved from place to place and somewhere some point in between there I got lost in the cycle and it's funny when I bring up politics with family members or friends which I try not to do but hey it always happens somehow some way because It's like the generation before me looks at my generation like we are either wasting our time, wasting our right that many people before me fought for, uh, and just not making our voice heard. And in all ways, they are absolutely correct. I don't have a rebuttal. A lot of people my age think that their voice, even if they do cast their vote, won't be heard. They think politics is rigged. They think it's all a joke. But that's not me. Yes, I stand in front of you saying that I did not vote in the last presidential election. And the reason why, as Hema said, may or may not surprise you. Let's see. Just off glances, anybody? can anybody tell me what this is without reading the words on it? Voter registration A voter registration card. And can anybody tell me what this would be? We all should have one. License. Driver license. Ladies and gentlemen, I learned a valuable lesson trying to go cast my vote in the 2016 presidential election. If the information on these two things don't add up, your vote will not be casted. You see, I haven't always had a stable place to live. I've lived with my mom. I've lived on campus at college. I've lived in multiple apartments in the last couple of years. And I admit, I've been lazy in this form and fashion. I have not always updated my address. And when you don't update your address, when that information doesn't check out, you can go to the polls, you can want your voice to be heard, but you'll get denied. Voter registration card and license. Two key things you need when going to the polls. But when I think back on it, there's a few things I could have done to possibly eliminate that potential letdown. I could have went to go vote early. Had I went to go vote early in the 2016 presidential election, I would have found out some way, somehow, that your information doesn't add up, you can't vote, and I would have had time to change it. And also, once again, I was being lazy. It takes nothing but a quick Google search to type in my voter registration, voter registration. You could type in voter separately from registration. It'll pop up on the internet. You can search your name and see if you are qualified to vote in whatever county or state you live in. You see, when you all heard this title, you all thought I was ignorant. You all thought this young guy, just like the rest of them, why don't they vote? But I have an excuse. Now I admit, it's not valid, totally lazy on my part, but I promise not to ever make it happen again. Ladies and gentlemen, My information matches up right now. (laughs) And for all those who in the future may have the same dilemma that I have, even if you have an old, outdated voter registration card, on the back, there's usually two barcodes. You can scan it with uh, Apple or Android, and it will pull up your current voter registration status. So like I said, there's many avenues out there for you to figure out if you can vote or not. You just have to not be lazy. It takes a quick five minutes. Not even that, to figure out if you can let your voice be heard. And so now when I have these conversations with family members and people that are a little bit older than me, I admit to them, I didn't vote. And the excuse might not be valid, but I'm willing to look my mistake head on, and I'm willing to learn from it. The only ignorant win You make the same mistakes over and over and over again, and you don't do anything to change it. But I, ladies and gentlemen, I did what I had to do to change my voter registration status. And no, I didn't early vote, which I wish I would have done. But on Tuesday, November 6th, I will be voting. And hopefully, so will you. Thank you. This is episode 14 of the Failure Isn't Okay, Was It podcast. I'm your host, Julian Leonard, and I know, well, I think I know exactly what you're thinking. You're probably saying, Julian, it's too soon, too, too soon to talk about why you didn't vote. But that's what I'm here for. I'm here to talk about my mistakes. I'm here to talk about the mistakes of others in hopes of helping someone out there not make the same mistake I did. And honestly, it makes me very proud to see how much fire I've come under over the last two years when I tell people that I didn't vote in the 2016 presidential election, which was, and I think I'm accurate in saying this, one of the most controversial elections in recent history, if not the most controversial. Now, no amount of name calling hurt my feelings, and I've been called all sorts of names over this, I'm talking about a lot of times where I've been called stupid, ignorant, a fool or even when someone says that they are ashamed of me. I've heard that a couple of times as well. I've also heard the lines. Your generation just doesn't get it. And even had a couple of people straight up say that my generation is a waste. All because we didn't cast our vote. But I understand where the frustration comes from, because that should be the type of reaction, that should be the type of energy a person should receive when they reveal that they're a part of the problem. And by not casting my vote in the 2016 presidential election, I was a part of the problem. I'll be the first to admit it. No, I'm not really down with the name calling, but I can't blame others for letting their feelings spill out when we sit back and really look at our current political climate. It's pure frustration all over. They've had enough of what's going on, and the last thing they want to hear. Or C, is a millennial telling them why they didn't vote. When I tell my story, I still don't get any type of slack whatsoever. And if you were in the room when I was telling my story, all you would see is a bunch of shaking heads. Now, I don't need to be on the receiving end of a why you should have voted speech, but I understand and see that some people do. But I'm not here to point the finger at anybody today. I also think that... The very people who point fingers at those that didn't vote for whatever reason. In other words, they're just purely judging them off one decision they made. I don't think that those people realize that there are some potential voters out there that are intimidated by the process of voting or they have a hard time interpreting instructions at the polls. And then there are some people like me who made a simple yet lazy mistake of not updating their voter registration status. But once again, I'm not here to point the finger at those that didn't vote, although I do hope you do vote next time around. I'm here to go over voters' checklists so that in the future, you'll be able to go to the polls and cast your vote without any hiccups whatsoever. And this voters' checklist has 10 things on it that are provided by the U.S. Election Assistance Commission on www.eac.gov. So, Voters' checklist of things to do before Election Day. I repeat, things to do before Election Day. Number one, confirm you're registered to vote. Update your registration if information such as an address, name, or political affiliation has changed. That's what happened to me. I did not update my information on my license, and all of my information was out of whack, and I was not able to cast my vote. So don't fall on that end of the spectrum. Please update your information whenever you move Whenever a name change happens, you want that information on your license to be as accurate as possible, because if your license is accurate, your voter registration will be accurate as well, all right? Number two, know how and when to apply for an absentee ballot if you're unable to get to your polling place on election day. For those that have a crazy, crazy, hectic schedule, maybe you're out the country, maybe you don't have a car or any type of transportation to get to a polling site, absentee ballots are for you they allow you to vote from the confines of your home or wherever you're at without actually having to be at a physical location number three know your options for early voting there were a number of polling places that allowed voters to go and vote early talking about weeks early sometimes even a month early if that's something you want to do if you don't want to get caught in the long lines early voting is just for you so know your options Number four, know the voter identification requirements in your state before you attempt to vote. Now, it should be assumed that you need an ID, passport, something with your picture on it that's some legal identification. Have both on you if you can. You can never be too safe for bringing multiple forms of identification. Number five, familiarize yourself with the voting device used in your jurisdiction. Learn how the device is accessible to voters with disabilities. This is something I saw firsthand when I went to my polling site. There were a number of people who either had problems with the machine or weren't familiar with how to use it at all. And these may have been people that have voted in the past, but they may have voted at a different location that had different types of machinery. So do a quick Google search to see what type of machines could possibly be used. uh, And always ask for help on site. These people are here to help you make the voting process as easy as possible for you so there's always somebody to help i actually had a guy standing beside me trying to cast his vote asking me how to do something on the machine so just try to familiarize yourself as best as you can and even if you can't when you get to your polling site there will be somebody there to help you number six know which polling place you're assigned to and how to get there on your voter registration card if you still have it which you should it tells you your exact polling place you can also do a quick Google search. You can type in something like my voter registration status or voter registration, and you'll eventually get to a link where you type in your personal information and it will tell you exactly where you need to go. Don't be the person who on election day is rushing at the last minute, ends up getting to the wrong polling location and can't cast or vote, especially when you can do some research beforehand and figure out exactly where you need to go. Number seven, learn what assistance is available in languages other than English. Number eight, Know what time the polls open and close. I know here in Georgia, I believe most of the polls here went from seven to seven, uh, depending on the lines at certain locations. I know that some went to eight and nine. I know Morehouse Forbes Arena went to ten o'clock. So usually seven to seven, but just once again do a quick Google search and you can figure out what time your polling location opens and closed. Number nine, become acquainted with the candidates and issues on the ballot. This is so, so big for me because Honestly, what's the better of two evils? On one hand, you have people who don't vote because the system is rigged. They don't believe their voices are really going to be heard. They believe politics are corrupt. Whatever the excuse they can come up with. And then on the other hand, you have people who go to the polls. They show up and don't know who in the world represent them. By representing them, I mean they don't know what candidates represent issues that they believe in. So I'm not here to say one decision is better than the other, but I am here to back up tip number nine and ask once again, just do some research on the candidates that are running for election. It doesn't hurt to be informed. That's all I'm saying on that. Number 10, last but not least, consider becoming a poll worker in your community. Call your local election office to learn about poll worker requirements. All right. So those were just 10 tips provided by uh, www.eac.gov. And it's a voter's guide to elections. And those were things to do before election day, not things to do on election day, things to do before election day. Julian's tip in this whole process is for (laughs) it's for the people who find themselves. Uh, Pointing the finger at those that don't vote. So for all you voters out there who have done that, I want to ask you a question. Better yet, I want you to ask yourself a question. Okay, I'm identifying those who haven't voted. Now, what am I doing personally to help change that outcome? Am I just sitting here talking about those who don't vote? Am I calling them names? Am I blaming them for the political climate of today? Or am I also trying to get them on the right track of making their voice be heard, going out there to the polls, researching candidates to see who represents them and help put the right person in office? You have to really think if you're just sitting around blaming others for the political climate today, you are part of the problem, too. I don't care if you voted. I don't care if you made your major voice be heard because you voting and then blaming all the people that didn't vote and not helping them change their mind somehow, some way, or even trying, you're just as part of the problem, too. When you got one finger pointing at somebody, you got three pointing right back at you. All right. So you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what am I doing to help change the atmosphere and the negative or positive stigma around voting? Okay, so don't just sit around, blame others, get out there, volunteer, spread information, information that some people just don't have access to for whatever reason or information that people just don't want to look up themselves. At the end of the day, you want to say, yes, I voted. But also you want to say, yes, I voted and I did something to help my community vote as well. Uh, I hope you voted. If you didn't, please, next time around, go out there and vote. Make your voice be heard. This is episode 14 of the Failure Isn't Okay, it was a podcast. I'm your host, Julian Leonard. As always, if you have any questions for me, any requests, or any speaker inquiries, uh, you can reach out to me through my website, www.julian-leonard.com. That's J U L I A N-L E O N A R D.com. You can also email me at julian-leonard@outlook.com. That's julian-leonard at outlook.com. That's J U L I A N-L E O N A R D at outlook.com. And as always, you can have me on LinkedIn at julian leonard episode 14 failure isn't okay or is it i'm out be safe peace